0: Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you again. I love our weekly get-together. And as you know, for me, it's early morning in L.A. It's drive time, L.A. time. So I've got my cup of tea. I hope you have yours. And i also just say a reminder before I pray us in that uh, you can get the App for your smartphone and listen to the show live on your phone. And, of course, you can get all the downloads. I believe this is episode number 42, 42. And uh, you can get all the downloads for free at iTunes. So you can tell your friends that as well. And um, today we're going to have Rhonda Britton, author and uh, TV uh, life coach and uh, beautiful, beautiful spirit, long, long time Course in Miracles student. She's going to be joining us here in just a minute. And uh, as you know, last week we had Gary Renard, the week before we had David Hoffmeister, and uh, of course in the archives lots of great people including uh, John Mundy, Kim Wapnick, etc. So Go and get those free downloads from iTunes. And if you like the show and you value it, I'm going to ask you, please, to write a review at iTunes because the more reviews the show gets, the more people find it uh, because iTunes then promotes it. So if you find it helpful, if it's one of your spiritual tools and you enjoy listening to it, please write a review. And let other people know what you think because that's what really matters to iTunes and to the listeners. I know I always read reviews for products and things all the time. I always like to know what the, what the people think. So here we go. Let's begin with a prayer. And I invite you to turn within and take that breath of gratitude with me. A breath of love and gratitude as we remember our true identity. I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I am doing, remembering that the kingdom is within and that anything that we think we're seeking outside of ourselves, the key to it, the key to its activation, the key to its realization is within our heart. It's already pre-installed and we're activating it right now. We're consciously placing on the holy altar fire of divine love any sense of needing or wanting, any sense of lack or limitation, all thoughts of separation. We're making a holy offering of them right now. We're opening our hearts and minds to a life of love, transforming the habits of fear into the habits of love. And I call forth a blessing for myself, for Rhonda, for each one of us, that we are the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence. And so we're calling forth a healing. We're calling forth expansion and we're accepting it right now. Partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, invoking divine grace into our awareness. We're grateful that we can and we do share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them, knowing that we are blessed. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So as you can hear, my my voice is a little compromised. I'm camping in Vermont, and I've kind of been pushing myself hard for the last few days to... uh, and, uh, to get here, et cetera. And so when that happens, sometimes my body, I also think that with, I know I did some, uh, really intense, um, calling forth blessings and recalibration. We've had such powerful, uh, moments here with, um, the first summer solstice of the Aquarian Age. That was a couple weeks ago. So all of that, I think, is affecting my throat chakra. So just to say, I'm really glad I have a wonderful guest here, and I love to listen to her. And that's Rhonda Britton, the author of Fearless Living, Fearless Loving, and more books. She... Is so well known to us. We love her. She's a powerful Course in Miracles student and teacher. And uh, Rhonda, are you there? I am. I
3: am. What a beautiful prayer. Ah, oh, what a way to be with you this morning.
0: What a joy. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Now, Rhonda, the first time I saw or knew of Rhonda, she, uh, was a practitioner at Agape when I was training to be a practitioner there. And so I remember seeing her at Agape back then. So that was back in the nineties. And, um, and then Rhonda, you've, you've had such an amazing journey and you've, you've really had amazing success in the world... And what's more valuable, I think, for most of us is you've had amazing success in your life and your heart. Now there may be some people who are not familiar with your work and your life, but I know you were on in our class living a course of miracles, and some of the folks listening are part of that. And they may have missed your session. And I'll just if you did, Rhonda gave us a beautiful, beautiful class on on how to transform fear, how to work with fear, how to come back to our loving heart. And you live such a perfect and beautiful example of how to do that. It's not been easy for you. It's been very challenging. And you really attribute your work with A Course in Miracles to... Uh, that way in to, to your heart and to accepting your connection with God and, and out of the fear and the, the loneliness, the addiction and all of that stuff. So. In, in our our I was going to say in our class today but we're not in a class today we're in the radio show. Um in the show today. Same thing, um, same thing. <laughs> it is cuz we're always we're always sharing and demonstrating the efficacy of choosing love. So I I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where to begin. I thought I knew but now I'm feeling like um if you could just share with people that you started from a place where you really you were mad at God, you started studying course yes. miracles from that place and talk a little bit about that because I think that is so helpful to people understand because they they feel angry at God and they feel guilty about that and uh, they don 't know what to do i think
3: being uh, you know I think being mad at God is an incredible transformational experience um, because you know, being mad at God means, you know, if you're mad at God, it means that you have a relationship with God, and it means that you probably really love God, and something occurred that that trust was broken, or, you know, you felt betrayed, or you felt hurt. I know that's how I felt. I felt like it was, I felt like God was testing me, and I didn't like the test, right? I didn't like the test. The test, like, are you kidding? This is The test. And um, what you're referring to, Jennifer, is, you know, I think all of us have, I don't care what our lives, uh, what other people think of our lives, I think for us individually, we have our own uh, spiritual pathway, and that spiritual pathway to help us deepen and to help us embody what we truly want to believe. We may not believe it fully, but we want to believe it. We, We say we want to believe it um i believe that god provides us with all the things we need in order to deepen us in a spiritual manner so what you're referring to um is when i was uh, 14 years old i had the horrific experience oh wait before i say it I, I before when i was 14 years old i had just jennifer told my parents that i was going to be a minister like you know i was i was the because... girl at four, you know, seriously, I was a girl at 14 that would knit you a homemade scarf for Christmas and stuff Jesus pamphlets in there, right? Okay? Like, that's <laughs> how, like, literally, I'd walk around with pamphlets at 14 because, you know, I was absolutely enthralled and in love with God. I mean, I remember, I remember at 14 feeling so connected to God. I mean, I just, I just remember that feeling and um, I remember today, like, just saying it right now, I just remember that, oh, God, I just loved God so much. And I remember going to my mother and saying, Mom, I am going to be a minister. Now, my mother, I sing, I, I always uh, sung, and my mother always uh, wanted me to be a, be a minister's wife, right? She wanted to sing. It's like, oh, be a minister's wife. So the fact that I went to her and went, Mom, I'm going to be a minister, she was like, oh, I thought you're going to be a my God, you can't believe it, right? She was so... Like, oh you don't have to change your name, you're gonna be the minister, right? So so you know, my mother was thrilled that I was gonna be minister, right? And um so, you know, I that's where my level of dedication I just really want people to hear that my level of dedication was so like I was so in love with God. And I'd walk around with my Jesus pamphlets and um and I started a youth group at my church and such. And so after I did that, a few months later it was it was Father's Day. My parents had separated after that. My parents separated. And um, it was father's, Day. my father was coming over to take us to brunch. And um, as he was getting his coat out of the car to take it to brunch with us, my mother and I were out in the driveway with him about to get in the car, and my sisters were in the house. And as my father grabbed his coat, he didn't grab a coat, but he grabbed a gun. And he started screaming at my mother, you made me do this, you made me do this, and he fired. And he, the first bullet went through my mother's abdomen. And then my mother, my father grabbed a gun and looked, you know, cocked a gun and pointed it at me. And I really believed that he was going to kill me in that moment. My father had strangled me, tried to strangle me when I was 12, and here it was two years later, with a gun in my face. I absolutely had no doubt that he was about to kill me. And he, I blinked. You know, he blinked. We're like blinking at each other, just staring, completely silent. And my mother, mm. like literally, with her, with like her last strength. I mean, I'm not. I mean, just literally, mm. starts screaming no. And my father, the gun, the bullet in that chamber for me my father turned and shot her again. And that second bullet went through my mother and landed in the car horn, and the horn just went off for the next 20 minutes. "Ah, It's all you heard throughout the neighborhood. And then my father came running right towards me, literally like two feet from me, got on his knees because the gun just hadn't fired. So I was the only witness to my father murdering my mother and committing suicide. And, and, and... And I felt like it was my fault. I was the only one out there. I should have grabbed the gun. I should have jumped in front of my mother. I mean, I should have done something heroic, right? Like I, you know, okay. watch all the movies, and all of a sudden, you know, you know, I'd save her, right? In the movie, I'd save her, right? You know, I'd overcome my father, and you know, the the strength of God would come through me, and I would, you know, you know, save everybody there, right? And none of that happened. I just froze, screaming, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" and when that happened, I ran into my mother's room, her bedroom, and got on my knees. My first response was prayer. I immediately got on my knees and started praying, God, please, God, please, please, God, keep my mother alive, please, God, please, God. And if you keep her alive, I will devote my life to you. And if you don't, I don't know. I can't promise you anything. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand that's the prayer, bese- you know, beseeching, and I understand, you know, I understand the spiritual significance of that prayer. Yet, yet as a 14-year-old, that's the only prayer I had. Please, oh please, my beseeching prayer was all I had. And when my mother died, a f- you know, a few minutes later, um, or even before, as I was saying that prayer, she could have been dying, right? She could have been dead. I, and she died, I, re- I-, I believed that that was a test from God. I believed that I had just devoted my life to God. I had just told my mother. I had just said it. I had just stood. And, you know, I had heard somebody say, God doesn't give you a, you know, a, God doesn't give you a, 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 a journey. God doesn't give you a, a, a problem that you can't solve. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, Jennifer, this, God, God gives two hard problems. You know, I I, I can't do This is not right. If this is the kind of test God gives, then I'm out. You know, I'm out. So I told God that I loved him. I never quit loving God, um, even when I was angry at God. But I decided that day that God could not be trusted. God could not be trusted Mm -hmm. with my faith. God couldn't be trusted with my heart. God couldn't be trusted with my life. So I put a line in the sand between me and God. And I said, I love you, but you stay over there, and I'm going to stay over here because your tests are too great. You ask too much of me. This is is wrong. And that is how I lived for the next 20 years, with God on one side, me on another. And and during that 20 years, I, I tried to kill myself three times, I used alcohol. I had nightmares every single night. Um, uh, I I I had so many fears. And again, my fears didn't start with my father killing my mother and killing himself. My fears started way beyond that. I don't believe that fear starts with a particular event in your life. I believe that we we have fear and love within us from the moment we're conceived, and and we have choices every minute, and it took me 20 years to come back to God. And, um, you know, it was, you know, I'm sure everybody who's who's listening right now can relate, you know, perhaps on some level to that feeling like God is just, his tests are too much, right? And those tests was just overwhelming. And you're right, you know, it took me 20 years and I couldn't, utter God's name until I started the Course of Miracles. I, I could not utter, utter God's name. After that, it really became like energy, light. I had to say anything but the word God. Like, to say the word God, was like, I can't do it. i hear people say God, and I'd be like, energy, light, universal, spirit, whatever, not God. Forget God. <laughs> 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 it's true, you know, just saying the word God just brought up all that like how betrayed I felt. So, you know, it was really when I started the course that I healed my relationship with God, which
0: I am I, very happy to share. Well, and I we're gonna talk about that next phase of your life in our in the next phase of our show here. And it's time for us to move to a break and i'm just going to remind everybody i'm jennifer hadley with Rhonda Britton, author of fearless living and fearless loving two different books there don't want to confuse you and this is a course in miracles we are walking the talk and living the love right here on unity online radio we'll be right back
1: You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world.
4: From on the air to on the sea Pack your bags and come with me Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous With all the things you love to do Hey, hey, treat yourself to more A little more summer, a little more sun A little less work and a lot more fun A little more beach, a little more sand A little less
2: stress and a lot more pain. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise.
4: A little more sunset, a little more sea A little less do and a lot more be hey hey. Ooh, ooh, ooh. hey,
2: hey! Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk Get ready to focus on your intent To be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
0: So I'm here today with Rhonda Britton, and she is the author of some wonderful books, including the book Fearless Living and also the book Fearless Loving. She's been on television for years. She's she's our, our personal life coach. And um, Rhonda, I know people are going to want to know more about you and how to contact you. Can you give them your website information? Absolutely.
3: It's Rhonda Britton, R-H-O-N-D-A B as in boy, R-I-T-T-E-N that's Britton with E N T E T T E N dot com. So just go to RhondaBritton.com and on the homepage of RhondaBritton.com, you can sign up for the five life mistakes. And that is five things that I talk about where we are error in our thinking, right? Error in our being, error in the way that we perceive the world, right? So, So I love that my work, you know, well, let's put it this way. It's called Fearless Living, right? So everybody can probably guess my journey. Is really uh, a course in miracles based. It really is fear versus love. So, um, get those five life mistakes. Doc, five life mistakes at rolandabritton.com, and I will look forward to sharing a, a little bit more of the work that I do, moving people from fear to love. You know, even though I may not, you know, say that on my website everywhere. You know, fear to love, fear to love, as in all of course of <laughs> miracles. You know, you're right. Like I don't go do fear to fear, fear to love. Um, yet it really was the course that brought me back to God, you know, and and I can say that with so much love.
0: And how did you get introduced to the course? How did you become such a devoted student?
3: You know, it was when I was at, you know, my height of my pain, right? At the height of pain, you know, God gives us, God gives us lovely messengers. And like I said, I had... Tried to kill myself three times. I had used alcohol. I had nightmares every single night, and um, it was the uh, it was the twentieth anniversary of my parents' death coming up, and um, you know I was so I I, I, I wanted I, I you know I was I was going to inner child work, and I was you know I was reading books, and I was you know trying to go to therapy and go to workshops. And fundamentally, that was all wonderful and delightful and it was great tools and it was great healing moments, but nothing fundamentally made me feel better about myself. And so <laughs> a friend of mine, I was working I was working at a bar as a cocktail waitress and uh, my, one of my friends was a real Course in Miracles gal and she said, hey, come to the Course with me. And I was always, up, I was always one up for you know whatever's the next greatest thing, hoping that that would help me feel better about my life and feel better about me because I really did live two lives on one hand if you met me you'd probably think that I was you know confident and high self-esteem because I was you know I was I was still friendly and I was you know still smart and you know still ambitious right and unless you talked to me for a period of time you didn't know how I was riddled with uh true you know that how fear showed up in my life you didn't know that you know, I had negative self-talk and you didn't know that I, uh, you know, beat myself up and you didn't know that I really struggled with uh, success, you know, it was between failure and success, failure and success. So I'd have a moment of feeling success and then I'd be failure, right? So I'd go back between those earthly planes of judging myself. And so my friend was like, I'm going to cry go some Miracles. And I'm like, what's that? She's like, come. It's so much fun. And she made it sound so much fun, right? And I was like, okay, and so I go unbeknownst to me to this thing called Course you know, A Course in Miracles and at Marianne with Marianne Williamson. And mm-hmm. um I, I remember it was a Tuesday night and I I just think I am getting an image in my mind right now of a lamb, you know, this innocent lamb going, Oh, I'm gonna go to Course of Miracles, just have fun and no, what it did is, you know, Marianne's Talking about God this, God that, God this, God this. It means the word God every minute of the day. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God. I worked overtime in that session, going, Spirit, God, you know, universe, universal light, spirit, spirit, universal light, energy, energy. You know, cause she just kept saying the word God. And, um, <laughs> and she, you know, she kept talking about the spirit versus love and the chorus and all the principles. And I loved it. Like, I felt like I had come home. Right, like I felt like I'd come home, except this word God kept showing up. Like, like I said, and I um, just kept going. You know, I I kept going week after week, week after week, and um, I remember just raising my hand. She would always have a question and answer after her talk, and I raised my hand and I said yes. But and I never told anybody what happened to me because didn't want to be ostracized like I had been when I was growing up. After my parents' died, I was ostracized. Uh, my relatives and family friends, you know, didn't really come to our rescue in any sort of way or didn't help us in any way. It was me and my two sisters uh, really taking care of ourselves. So to talk about what happened to me was not ever a pleasant ending. But I remember my pain was so great at this time that I didn't care and I just wanted help. And so I stood up, and Marianne called on me, and I said to her, I had this horrific thing happen to me, and, you know, I, mm. I can't trust, I can't trust God again, right, and she said to me, um, how great is your pain will be the great as your rise, you know, like, God yes, is yours, right, and your pain, you know, equals your rise, and I remember thinking, God, if only that were true, right? You know, of course, I didn't say God at the time. I went spirit, energy, light, (laughs) Um, you know, because I couldn't say the word God. Sorry, I had to laugh. (laughs) No, it's, it's terrible, right? Like, I literally, and there are people just like me right now, like people, there's people probably listening to me right now who have that experience. Like, you know, the word God, you know, I can say energy, I can say light, I can say, you know, universe, but the word God is just too loaded with our religion or too loaded with all the things we placed upon him or it or whatever you want to call, you know, whatever you want to believe it, you know, God is. And it's just too painful to have a relationship with God. Because again, for the next 20 years after my parents died, God's test was too big. And I didn't trust the guy. I didn't trust God. So saying the word God, he was not trustworthy. He, he, He... he asked too much of me, you
5: know. Uh-huh.
3: And um, so, as as Marianne's talking and as I'm going to the course, um, I was starting to just love the spirit, you know, like I was loving spirit, you know, and um, and the fear versus love thing really resonated with me, and I really became a devotee. I I, I, I read it incessantly. I would go once, twice, three times a week. And listen, I I probably have 120 Marianne Williamson tapes, and that's all I listen to. So every day, all day, in the car, at home, I would have my cassettes, done them with cassettes, you know, cassettes, and put them, you know, uh, in the car. When I was working, whenever, all I did was listen to those tapes, because I knew there was freedom there. I knew there was freedom there, and I was determined to find it. Yeah. And um so 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 literally it's it's that practical application, right? Listening over and over again. You know, it's just like people can download us talking right now, Jennifer, into iTunes and put it on their iPhone or their iPad or their computer and just listen to it in the background. It's over and over, it's that repetition over and over, over and over. And I just listened over and over, over and over, over and over. And then um uh, Marianne quit lecturing and I uh she wrote a return return to love. And she was no longer lecturing, and so I was guided to go to Agape International Center of Truth. Right. And it was there that Reverend Michael really demanded—you know—he demanded more of me in a way mm-hmm. in the sermon mm-hmm.
5: for
3: for me to go higher. Right. And um, I remember really struggling, and you know, just, I didn't even, I didn't like him for six weeks. Like, I was like, ah, no, you know, I was so used to Marianne, Ann, and I just kept going, though, no, you know, I didn't like, I, I didn't like him, not like him, but I didn't like how he preached the first six times, but for some reason, I just kept going. Like, I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and then after the sixth time, I realized, oh, my gosh, he's speaking from such a high plane, and so I started taking the courses at Agape, and it was during one of the courses that I remember very vividly, as if it was this moment, driving home and wrestling with God. You know, they say wrestling with God. I I literally wrestled with God. And I pulled over my car, and I was literally driving on the freeway, just overcome with the conflict within me of wanting to be close to God, wanting to surrender to God, wanting to love God, wanting to be part and parcel with God, yet, you know, not being able to say his name and not being able to really get over that line. Like, you know, by this time I had, you know, forgiven my mother, forgiven my father, but it's like God was still on the other side of that line. And on the way home, I pulled my car over and I... I, you know, seriously, I can't say into it in way, but I wrestled with God, and I and I don't know how long I was on the side of the road. Like, I literally was on the side of the road uh, in Los Angeles, California, of a major right. freeway. You know, right. I was literally on the side. I could not drive. And I, I'm just like, God, God, why? You know, like, why? I love you so much, and why? I can't, you, know, I, you know, I just, I just got to keep you on the side of the line, and I can't trust you. And, and, and I got to the point in my wrestling with God because I, I wanted to have my relationship with God back but again, like I couldn't trust him. And so I, 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 I remember how it felt back then is that if I walked and crossed that line, if I truly forgave God, if I truly forgave God and really followed the course of miracles to the deepest level possible, then I would have to know, you know, I'd have to admit the name of God. I'd have to say the name of God. I'd have to, I, I, I would have to cross that line. I could not no longer deny God. And, and and how that felt for me was that the last time, remember, that I was in love with God and that we were one and that we were like buddies in my Jesus pamphlets was before my parents died. And so for me, saying the name God literally invoked within me that somebody would die, like literally my cells I had a cellular memory, like people would die. And I remember being in my car going, okay, God, okay, okay, you know, like you win. Uh, I... If my family, if everybody has to die around me, I can no longer deny your name. Like, I cannot not say I ha- I have to cross over. And I, I was just crying, 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 because I truly, every cell of my being felt like I was putting my family to death. Like, I, literally, I thought, you know, on some level that I was keeping them alive by blaming God. And that if I didn't blame God anymore, that's that he would then have permission to test me again. Right? Ooh. and
4: that's where time. I really
3: got was a yeah yeah it was it was it was I mean, and being in that car with that wrestling
0: yeah.
3: and feeling my love for my family, my sisters and my nieces and nephews now my there were more people and and having more people in the family wasn't a good thing to me because there was more people who could die, so as my as my sisters had babies, this was you know not. Necessarily, I mean, yes, I loved them, but it was also more scary because more people could die. And and so I, I remember just going, okay, if they have to die, so be it. And really believing it, you know, not on one level going, well, I know God will not do it. No, like literally I had on a cellular level, I had to believe that it was okay if they died, because I could no longer deny God. And um, I remember just walking on eggshells on one level you know, and on, on the other level, just falling deeply, deeply back into the arms of God, because of, because of the, because of the foundation of the course, and my deep, deep, deep um, awareness of fear versus love, and all the study that I had done, and my deep, deep desire to have nothing between me and Spirit, and not being able to say the name of God was in between me and the deepest recesses of my being, and uh, my willingness to. No longer deny any part of my heritage or any part of who I was or any part of what God was, even it's you know even the name so i left I drove away from that experience connect you know reconnected to God, and um the course in miracles to me is the foundation of my my truth. Because I do believe that fundamentally, it's you know when it gets down to it, it's fear and love, and and people have told me over the years that my book Fearless Living, because you know most people when they read the course, it can be very, you know, heavy, weighty at times, you know, depending on your your level of you right. know, that material.
0: Yeah.
3: And you know, I I don't know about everybody else, but you know, I sat in the teacher's guide forever because it was Q and A, and I was like, oh, this is good. I can do the Q and A things like that. Right? I can. Learn. I love it. I yes, me too. Right. Right. Right? I tell people to start awesome. with the manual, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was just, just awesome. Do the Q&A, right? And um, I just remember thinking that I can no longer deny God and that I did have to fall in love and that fear versus love. So people have told me that my book, Fearless Living, is really the beginner's guide to the course of miracles, right? Because I teach people how to master fear in human reality, right? I, lo- I teach people how to kind of bring the course into practical terms You know, in the fear versus love, you know, like what is fear, right? So, yeah, I've I've been so blessed that I have had the opportunity to write books um, for practical application, for human reality, for us on our spiritual path, but dealing with the real world. And that's what I love about what you do, Jennifer. You do the same work. Like you and I really are kindred spirits um, because, you know, you and I really do see the practical application of the course rather than just the spiritual, uh, you know, the spiritual view yeah, the spiritual study, really how to apply it in this world. You know, so that is really what fearless living is about. That's really what I devoted my life to. And that's the gift God gave me um, in my own way. Uh, the Fearless living was channeled in, in my own way. You know, I, you know, how do I know how to master fear? How do I know, you know, how do I know this? And it was really um, downloaded to me. It was really handed to me by spirit itself. Um, and I don't know if I've ever told you that story, Jennifer, of how my book came to me and how my how my how I started on my journey was a real awakening. Um as I was studying the course and you know, and literally I would read the course every day, I would listen to Mary Ann's tapes every day. I mean like I, I literally that was my foundation. And um, I was working with uh somebody, um I was uh, I was I was working with a client of mine with owned own own public relations firm at the time, a small one. You know, I had just a few clients and helped small-based businesses build their business. And um, I had, you know, as I'm talking to my client, and my client's talking back, as my client's talking, all of a sudden the heavens literally open. And I'm downloaded every answer to every question I've ever asked. Why spiritual people? You know, seriously, why spiritual people can't make money? Why why people that have money are perceived as not spiritual? Like every single money spirit, you know, any question I ever had, it was like, right? Um, you know, people, you know, would label that the acacia records. Perhaps, you know, you know, I, I don't know what it is. You know, they didn't say, hey, these are their social records. They didn't say that. Um, they just, and then the heavens shut and. I just sat there. You know, my client just was still talking. The client was still talking, right? And had no idea what just happened, right? And, and I was, like, freaking out inside going, what the heck just happened to me? Right? And so I ran to my spiritual practitioner at Agape as fast as I could and went, oh, my God, this happened to me. What do I do with this? Right? Because I literally remember being downloaded all this information and, and literally, like, turning around and looking on the couch, like, this information must not be for me, right? This, this can't be for me. Right, like there's somebody else in the room. This information for, and I looked at my client, and he was oblivious. And I remember thinking, "Are you kidding me? Like this is for me? No, God, you have the what is no? Like this, no, God, you're the wrong person. Like point your arrow somewhere else, right? This is not you. What? Why are you giving me these answers, right? Rhonda, you're Hi. gonna.
0: You're, I'm going uh, Where it's time for us to take a break. So I, I'm. I'm totally enwrapped in your story. So as soon as we come back, we'll pick it up right from here. And just want to remind everybody, you're listening to Rhonda Britton, and I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about a course of miracles, walking the talk and living the love on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back.
1: Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin, on healthy living. In
4: the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order
1: to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's seven habits for a healthy life. I've got to say, my body just embraced the change besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results.
5: You can make this change by being
1: convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order Wellness on a Shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Somewhere,
4: tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past along with historical background from the early days of the Unity Movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
0: So we've got Rhonda Britton with us today, and her website is rondabritton.com She's got wonderful materials for you there and free stuff. I'm inviting you to go and, and get that. And also to let you know, uh, Rhonda was the first teacher in the Living a Course in Miracles uh, series. 16 classes she gave us a beautiful class on how to really work with fear and move into love it was very practical and uh, you can get those downloads the Opportunity to listen to it. it for free is gone, but you can get those downloads there at dot com and we have at Living of Miracles we have a Facebook group, and Rhonda has been active in that Facebook group, so that 's another way that you can connect with her and so you were in the middle of telling us this juicy story you got this incredible download. Uh, all this insight, and then you were like, now what? Yeah, yeah. Run to my practitioner
3: at Agape and ask her, like, okay, I just, this happened to me, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with all this. And she, like, literally looked at me like, well, you're supposed to, this is your, you know, because cause also with the download, I really heard, that now you have to share the download, right? Like, you just don't get the download for yourself. I'm not downloading it for you, you know, per se. I'm downloading it for you and everyone else. And so you now have to share what you know. And I was like, mm, yeah, I don't want to listen to people's problems all day. I don't want to do that. Like, what are you, crazy? And, um, you, know, and, 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 and you know, this is the thing that, that's so great about God. And I know we know this on, a, on, a, on some level, but it really is true. Is that God so knows us better than we know ourselves, and God so knows what will make us turn us on and make us happy? And uh, so, as I'm with my practitioner, and she said, "This is, you know, this is this is your task. God is giving you the assignment, and He wouldn't give you the assignment unless you were ready. So you're ready." And I was like, "But I'm not ready." She's like, "Yeah, you, you kind of are." And I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, you kind of are, right?" <laughs> like God wouldn't give you the assignment if you weren't ready. And so it took me about. <laughs> It took me about six months to surrender, Jennifer. Like to really start, you know, surrendering to this new, yeah. You know, like oh my God, God wanted me to share this. Like I'm supposed to tell people, and I'm supposed to do what? You know. So, but but the great thing is that I was already at a gap, it, or I was already becoming a practitioner. I was just a little bit away. I was actually in practitioner training, and I, I took practitioner training not because I wanted to be a practitioner, but because I wanted to keep learning. And so, you know, God was like, he, 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 I got her in practitioner training and now she has to use it, right? (laughs) And and so, uh, thank goodness, thank God, you know, he's very smart and, uh, you know, so I was already a trained trained practitioner Mm -hmm. and I started then sharing what I know on my last year of practitioner training and by the time I uh, got out of practitioner training, I already had a thriving practice and was already speaking and I was already teaching. So... Um, it really was the course that's my foundation, and the, and the, and and it really you know resonated with me, and it kept me it definitely kept me focused and motivated. What Marianne Marianne had said to me about, well, Rhonda, your deepest pain is will be your greatest rise." That definitely was something that I kept in my mind um, forever. Still think of that. Still think of that phrase when I'm maybe in a human reality uh, feeling in a funk, right? You know, in fear is having you know coming coming to court me right coming to to, to wanting me to to you know follow it um, and
0: and I'd like to just point out because I can feel Rhonda that that rise now you have been on television for many years now very very successful four books uh, and you've trained you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of life coaches so there's all that success in the material world, but that's not what what she was talking about. The the success and the rise is you rise in God. Uh, at Agape, uh, Reverend Michael and Ricky wrote a song called I Rise in God, and it's rising in your awareness, rising in your vibration, rising in the opening of your heart, and uh, what you were saying before, in, in order to have something, uh, like to really own that teaching that you downloaded. So you, you downloaded the files, but in order to activate them and run that software, so to speak, you had to be willing to live it. You had to be willing to take it on. And uh, in the course, it says um, uh, one of the main teachings is to have give all to all. So that's what I, I just I want to point that out, that it's it's not about valuing the material success, the success in the world. Rhonda has risen in her awareness, in her heart and mind, and that is the success she's talking about.
3: Absolutely. And you know, awareness is, you know, the currency, so to speak. You know, that yes. is you know, awareness is where what brings joy. Awareness is what brings peace of mind. Awareness is 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 the greatest gift that we've been given. And where we as human beings embrace that awareness is our willingness. Even when we're not willing, you know, you know, or, or, you know, even when part of us is kicking and screaming, you know, I, I teach that, you know, I don't care how many willingnesses you have to say, like I'm willing to be willing to contemplate in the future to be willing. Maybe one day I'll be willing, but right now I'm not, but maybe someday I'm willing to be willing. Right? Like I literally, when people come to study with me and they say, well, I'm, I'm not willing. I go. Well, is there one tiny, tiny, like little, little piece of your hair willing? And they're like, Well, yeah. I go. You're here. You're calling me. You're you're in my class. You're reading my book. You know. You're on my Facebook. You're you're getting the five lives. I there's some part yes. of you willing, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be in my presence, right? And and they're like, Well, yes. I go. So that part is what I'm talking to. That little tiny speck of willingness is what I'm talking to. And you on a human plane. You know, where you get to expand your willingness is just to literally even say, I'm willing to be willing to contemplate being willing one day in the future, but not now, but I'm willing to be that willing. You know, that is all God needs. All God needs is willingness. You know, he doesn't care if you're kicking and screaming. He doesn't care that you don't get it. He does not he does not care. All he cares is that you're willing and that you start walking. You know, you start acting as if it's true, right, that willingness. And you are building your awareness in that willingness and that awareness. You know, I was just talking to a client yesterday about that subtle, the subtle shift in awareness. It, it expand our world ten, hundredfold. It's that moment of awareness that gives us a space inside of ourselves. That space of love. That space of freedom. That space of peace. You know, it's 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 awareness. And so, you know, how willing are you to be more aware? And when you have that awareness. You know, we can, you know, it's easy, it can be easy to be frightened by it, like, because we have this awareness, and now it's like, oh, my gosh. Um, and <laughs> staying, you know what I mean? Like, okay, now we're yes. aware, oh, my, you know, oh, oh, crap, right? Now we see everything, right? But <laughs> then you can't, more, right? Yeah, right, you, you
0: can't hide. Yeah, you have to follow hide. the guidance. You have to follow the guidance. when If you pray to hear the guidance and you don't follow it, uh, yeah, so you have to. I,
3: yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my, I, I, I'm in the middle of writing a book called God is a Nag." Right, God is a nag, and, and you know once you <laughs> surrender to God, right? Like the God, God's a nag, right? Like it's like, like a, like it's a water dripping, like water torture, you know, yeah. willing, 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 right? So, so, so I know that I'm willing. I know that I want. I, I know that I want a relationship closer to God. I'm I, I want to, you know, just embody it more and more and more. And awareness is is where I get to find out who I am, where I am. And expand into that freedom more and more and more. So it's a subtle awareness that 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 gives us permission to be who we are. That that, that willingness to step in, that willingness to uh, to apply what we know, or to apply to what we think we know, or apply in complete faith and not even know that we know. But all of a sudden, Jennifer's talking and Rhonda's talking and they're saying this. So, you know, my motto is: if you can't believe yourself right now, if there's a part of you that right now doesn't know if what we're saying is true, believe us anyway, you know, for the next three days, believe us anyway, for the next seven days, believe us anyway and and just say I'm willing to be willing to hear that Jennifer and Rhonda have come from the other side and that there is another side and that and that and that you know embracing a relationship with God and being willing to be willing to see and experience love. Is the pathway to myself, is the pathway home. You know, I don't I don't think God wants us to fall more in love with God to get us away from ourselves. I think falling in love with God and having a relationship with God is actually a request to love ourselves and to deepen yes. our experience of who we are. So yes. it's never about leaving ourselves, it's always always about embracing ourselves. Always about Amen. being more us. You know,
0: and that's the good news. It is. It is. It's 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 loving ourselves, loving everyone else, and seeing that unity of all life in all things, in all situations, all circumstances. It's the it's the ultimate challenge, and it brings unlimited benefits. All else will be added unto you. Uh, it's it's we've got the last minute here. I'm going to pray us out. The hour has gone by so quickly, Rhonda. And I want to remind everybody, RhondaBritton.com. She's got lots and lots of videos, tons of stuff at YouTube. I really encourage you. She's so inspiring. Take a look. And it's time for us to put our hand on our heart again and take that breath of gratitude. And... Ah... Uh, Be so grateful and so thankful for the willingness that we have, to the willingness to listen to the radio show, the willingness to say yes to love in any moment. This is the key. We have the key. It's pre-installed. We give thanks for it. We accept it fully. We let it be, and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Rhonda.
3: Thank you, Jennifer. I
0: love your work. I love you. I love what you do. And I, I just I adore you. I adore Jennifer. I love her. <laughs> it's mutual. All right. I'll see you soon, Rhonda. I love you too. Thanks, everybody. Have a great, great week. Happy Fourth of July.
2: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way.
5: The
1: Unity message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the Messengers of Unity.
4: We salute the Messengers of Unity. The
1: to Pazapalooza Music That Matters with host Richard McDesey to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an
5: awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to focus your attention inward with these words from Elizabeth Searle Lamb. This is a new day. Lead your conscious mind to that still haven of your soul where your indwelling Christ opens wide the doorway of your heart. At once, mind, soul, and body, you are flooded with the light and love of God. You are lifted high above this earthly plane and filled with the radiance of spirit. Send this love and light on to those whom you hold dear so that it may uplift heal, and comfort them. As you send this radiance on, you are filled with a new sense of God's power, and you release this power to the whole world to uplift, guide, and bless all people. A day's tasks await you, but God is with you, and with God's help, all shall be done perfectly.
4: This meditative moment is brought to
0: you by Unity.